today is the second of two talks exploring our plans to introduce a second morning service. If you haven't heard last week's talk, then can I encourage you to listen to it online, where I shared why we believe this is the direction the Lord is leading us in, and I addressed some of the questions which you may have. As I shared last week, the need for a third service has come out of something really quite wonderful. More people are coming to make Trent their home, and it's our vision to make room for them, not for the sake of numbers, but for the sake of people. We're excited about this next chapter for us as a church and the opportunities that it opens up for many, many more people to come and experience the presence of Jesus, have their lives changed by him, learning to live as he intended us to live. But it's fair to say this is quite a big change for us. There are practical challenges to address, not least the fact that as we add an extra service, we'll need many more people to join the teams. We're going to be providing a full program for adults, youth, and children at both of the morning services. So there's clearly a need to be met, more people, to make these services happen. As we've been working out what we'll need to make the two morning services happen, we estimate that on top of the hundreds who already serve in the mornings each month, we'll need to fill a minimum of 300 additional serving slots each month. So that's another 75 a week. We're not expecting those who are already serving on a Sunday to serve harder. Of course, if any of you are, are already serving and you feel you have capacity to do an extra slot, then especially with teams like Trent Kids and Trent Youth, it could be really helpful if you did. Adds continuity and relationship through the month. But in the main, we're not wanting the extra workload simply to fall on those who are already involved. It needs to be predominantly carried by more people serving on Sundays. So this morning I'm going to talk about what serving on a Sunday looks like and how we might get involved. And we're talking about serving today because we have a particular need. But this is nothing new. Serving has always been part of who we are as a church. Servant-heartedness is one of our hallmarks. Pete Hughes, who was a student here with us at Trent and now leads an Anglican church in King's Cross in London, told us that whenever people from Trent like, move to London, come to their church, he can tell immediately where their roots are. Because he said, you know, it's notable. They immediately get stuck in. They get plugged in joining a group, start giving financially very quickly, and serving on a team. They just arrive, like, roll the sleeves up, it's like, what, what is there to do? Straight into a team. And his observation was that these things are clearly part of the culture here, part of our DNA. So my hope today is that wherever you are on your journey of faith, we would understand why it is that followers of Jesus serve. That we might be inspired to live lives where we seek to be a blessing, to those around us, if you already serve on a team, that you would feel affirmed. And in particular, I hope those of you who don't yet serve on a team and your life situation might allow that, then you might respond to the invitation to get involved. So before we look at how we can be part of what God is doing here in this regard, let's look at why serving is so important to us. First of all, serving is modeled by Jesus who instructs us to follow his example. 
Jesus was the ultimate servant. We see examples of this throughout the Gospels. One of the most powerful we find in John chapter 13. Jesus and his disciples had gathered together to eat a meal, the Last Supper. And it's the evening Jesus is arrested. And we read this in John 13 verse 4. He got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel round his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Washing someone's feet may seem like a slightly strange thing to do, certainly today. But for Jesus and his disciples, it was a normal normal part of eating a meal together. Walking in sandals on the dusty and dirty roads of Israel in the first century meant that feet were washed before a meal. That was the norm, especially since people reclined on long stools. They kind of lay down almost at a very low table. And so feet were not tucked away neatly under the table. Uh, So what was unusual here is that uh, who's doing the foot washing? washing. It was normally the job of the lowliest of servants. So the disciples must have been stunned to see Jesus, their Lord, their master, their leader, washing the feet of his disciples when really they should have been washing his. Jesus is sometimes referred to as the servant king. He modeled servant-heartedness. And in his letter to the Philippian church, Paul says that Jesus, this is verse 6, who being In very nature, God didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. In Matthew 20, Jesus says of himself, verse 28, The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. In washing his disciples' feet, he's not only being a servant himself, he's teaching them and us an important truth about how to live as his followers. And he goes on to say to them, and this is in John 13, verse 14, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So he doesn't mean that we necessarily need to literally go around washing each other's feet but that we should serve one another just as jesus came not to be served but to serve his encouragement to us is that we come to church not to be a consumer a recipient just turn up here kind of watch a show with free refreshments and childcare, but you know and then assess whether oh, was the worship did that really like feed me this morning did i really enjoy that or whether the sermon was entertaining or profound Rather, we come to give ourselves to God and actually to serve him in our worship and indeed to serve each other as we meet together. So serving is modeled by Jesus who instructs us to follow his example. Secondly, serving facilitates people meeting the Lord and growing in relationship with him. This morning, all sorts of activities are happening which enable us to meet together in worship. If those who were due to serve this Sunday didn't do their jobs then first of all, you'd be sitting on the floor because there would be no chairs out. The floor might well have litter all over it because no one would have hoovered it up from yesterday's event. You'd have a job hearing me or the band and seeing me 
because we'd have no PA, no cameras, no media team. And even if I had the most profound message to share, There wouldn't be any worship music to hear anyway because there would be no band. And the words of the songs we wouldn't be singing wouldn't be on the screen because no one would be operating the projectors. There would be no refreshments at the beginning or the end of the service, so you'd be suffering caffeine and donut withdrawal symptoms. (laughs) You wouldn't know what was going on in the life of the church because there would be no one in the connect area. If you're visiting us this morning, you may not feel as welcomed because there will be no one showing you to a parking place, giving you a connect sheet, or helping you find a seat. The children, of which there are hundreds here this morning, would be running riot (laughs) because no one would be looking after them. They'd not experience church for their age group because no one would be teaching and caring for them. Those of you who serve in those areas and others need to know that without you, what we do on a Sunday simply couldn't happen. And it wouldn't just be those who were part of Trent who would miss out on all the amazing stuff that's going on, but those who are yet to join us would miss out as well. We love hearing stories of people meeting Jesus here and having their lives transformed. Stories like James, who told us about his first visit to Trent. This is what he wrote. During the singing, I had one of the most powerful experiences of my life and couldn't stop crying. It was as if someone changed the settings inside my head. Everything became visibly brighter. I felt so energized and at the same time filled with a peace that I had never known before. At that moment, there was nothing in the world that mattered more than standing in that church and listening to that song. I gave my life to Jesus that day. Or Kat's story, she told us this, meeting Jesus has changed my life. Old friends have even come up to me asking, what's happened? Because they think I look so much more alive. And it's for people like James and Kat and the numerous who, others who found Jesus and are growing in their relationship with God at Trent that many of you get up early on a Sunday morning or you stay late on a Sunday night to serve here at church. Serving facilitates people meeting the Lord and growing in relationship with him. Thirdly, serving enhances our experience of being needed and known. This is our emphasis for the year. It would be easy in a group this size to feel sort of on the edges, feel like a spectator, like a consumer of a service. And one of the best ways to move into feeling engaged is to join a team. If you're not serving, you know, on a Sunday, it could be tempting, perhaps on a day when it's raining or the sun's shining as some alternative just to think, you know, I think I'm going to stay at home today. Uh, Church will happen without me. It really won't make any difference whether I'm there or not. I'm really not needed. When you're involved in an area of ministry, your team needs you, needs you to turn up that week. The people who you're serving are relying on you. You are needed. If you're on the kids' team, the kids are going to still turn up, you know? And if you're not there, there's going to be a problem. If you're on the refreshments team, the queue is still going to form by the servery, and there will be a bunch of frustrated and parched people wondering where you are. Without those who serve here, nothing will happen. Every person serving is valuable and needed. And as we serve 
we also make relationships. We serve with the same team if we we're on once a month, you know, week in, sorry, month in, month out, and form friendships along the way. Friendships with all sorts of people we might not otherwise connect with. Last week, we launched this, the new copy of the Trent Life magazine. If you've not got one, I recommend you pick it up, table by the door as you leave today. And um, in there, you'll read Andrew and Stacy's story. They lead one of our host teams here on a Sunday, and this is what they wrote. When we give a little of, little of our time, we see it not only as serving Trent Vineyard, but also serving God. Our Sunday team feels like a second small group, and we really value the friendships that we've made and also have a lot of fun together. It's great to be part of bringing a Sunday service together and having the opportunity to make people feel welcome and at home. So serving is modeled by Jesus who instructs us to follow his example. It facilitates people meeting the Lord and growing in the relationship with him and it can help us feel needed as well as known. So many hundreds of you serve diligently, some uh, on Sundays, some midweek stuff, all sorts of things going on, some in more visible places, some in less visible, some very unglamorous roles in church life. And just one example of that, a few years ago we had the joy of holding an event here to celebrate John and Eleanor Mumford moving on from their role as national directors for the Vineyard Movement in this country. And halfway through that event, the Trent team of volunteers had to reset this auditorium from a sit-down dinner for hundreds of people, turn it quickly into uh, the sort of layout we have right now. And um, the catering had been provided by an external professional catering company, and their manager happened to see the way the Trent team swept in and just blitzed it. There was this blur of tables and chairs and hoovers and crockery and tablecloths. And, and afterwards, she said to Jude, who was leading the event, I've been working in event management for years, and I've never seen anything like that. They were so efficient, hardworking, and cheerful. I'd like to bundle them into my van for future use. <laughs> the challenge for churches is that they can find themselves operating a bit like a football match where 22 people desperately in need of a rest are watched by a huge crowd desperately in need of some exercise. <laughs> we want it to be quite the opposite. We don't want to burn out the people already serving by asking them to do more. As I say, there will be some exceptions there, especially in Trent Kids and Youth. But importantly, we believe everyone gets to play. Some of you here are still exploring faith at this point, or you're returning to church after a time out of a few months to many years, or your life situation just means that perhaps you're here on a Sunday, and just being here on a Sunday is all you're up for at this point. That's absolutely fine. But for others who are not involved, as you think about how you might help meet the need, we've made this little film to give you a flavor of what serving on a Sunday looks like. Our Sunday services are such an important part of life at Trent Vineyard when we gather together as adults, kids and youth to worship, hear teaching, be prayed for and to catch up over a coffee. We love these times together and they're made possible because every Sunday there are around 160 people who serve in the morning and almost 70 in the evening making these services happen. 
So let's have a look behind the scenes at what they get up to. We are so excited about what God is doing among us. Many new people are joining us and want to be part of this family and we need to make room for more. God has designed the church to be a place where we can not only be known and have our needs met, but to be a place where we are needed. Adding a third service opens up many more opportunities for each of us to play our part in where the Lord's leading us and to experience being needed and known. Two Sundays ago, I was on the team with the fives and six-year-olds and absolutely loved it. You know, I'm supposed to be in here with the grown-ups on a Sunday morning. Otherwise, I reckon I would be signing up to do that once a month. Investing two or three hours a month in the next generation is not only very enjoyable and hugely rewarding, but it's eternally valuable. We're now going to hear from Becca Stewart, who oversees Trent Kids. Would you please welcome Becca? Hi guys. Well, we have been on such an amazing journey in Trent Kids and we're really, really excited about this next step in Trent's journey and also what that means for the kids within this church. Um, over the last few months, we as a team have been working out practically what this will actually look like. And I think it's fair to say that um, we face challenges, but we've worked through them and now we are so up for this big challenge because it means that there's going to be more space, which gives more opportunity for more children to be known and loved and valued and to have opportunities to know and love Jesus at an even greater level for themselves. Um, loads of us here in this room know the value of kids' ministry. Um, some of us have been brought up in a church and know the difference that it's made in our lives. God is really clear on the value that he places on children. He models it really clearly and he says he loves the children and says that the kingdom of God belongs to them. 
these children are the best placed to reach their friends and their families. And in the kingdom, there is no limit to what children can do. Some of them will become leaders in our church in a few years, but it's what they're taught now and how loved they are now, how connected they are now, which will shape who they are in the future. This church was planted back in 1996, and some of the children who started off in the kids' ministry here are now leading within churches as well as in workplaces. And some of you may be wondering what it looks like in Trent Kids, and John was saying that we're now seeing well over 300 children come through the doors every week. And I think it's really important to remember that each of those numbers represents an individual life. They are someone's son or daughter, and they are a child of God, and they have a part to play in extending his kingdom. Since building the Kids Centre last year, the number of 5 to 11s that come each week has grown by about 60%. Um, and last, this last year, like John said, we saw over 370 children. But just to give you an idea of what that looks like, that's around just under half of the people who are here this morning. Um, it's amazing. It's, um, John has said on a number of occasions that we've made room for more and more have come. And we're so excited about it and we absolutely love it. Um, I have three children of my own, all of whom are in Trent Kids and who massively benefit from the amazing teaching and friendships and worship that they get through being here both on a Sunday and midweek. And it's my heart's desire that they have their own personal relationship with Jesus and don't just live their faith out through us. And I see that happening week in, week out as they engage with Trent kids. Our prayer is that our kids never know a day without Jesus. And that's our prayer for our kids here at church, but also the ones who are yet to set foot um, through our door. Um, a family came quite recently to church after being invited along to a dedication service. Um, they had no church background and they've not missed a Sunday ever since. They've got two small children who they weren't used to leaving, especially in a church setting. And um, the wife especially was quite nervous about that. But I got chatting to the dad a couple of weeks ago in the corridor and he was just sharing how being able to put his children in the kids ministry here on a Sunday morning meant, meant that he him and his wife got to sit through a service, got to worship and learn more about Jesus. And they're on the Alpha course now. They're looking at getting involved in a small group. And without Trent Kids, um, this team that's serving week in, week out, there'd be no kids ministry here at church. And whatever size we are, we want to know that we've got enough team to ensure that our kids are known, loved and heard. That they have space to explore what faith looks like for them. And two services will allow this to happen. It'll mean that we need lots more team. With the help of committed team members who give up a couple of hours on a Sunday morning, these children will have the best opportunity to thrive. The Trent Kids team have an opportunity to walk alongside children, to celebrate with them when things are great, but also to walk through the difficult situations of family breakdowns, of anxiety, of sickness and bereavement. And we want this to be a place of continuity for them, for having leaders who are there to encourage them and support them, no matter what is going on in their lives. 
Our heart is that Trent Kids reaches many more children. Absolutely. But we also have a heart that this church is for the ones who are already here that there's a community that loves them, cares for them, and supports them as they all journey towards getting to know Jesus better. And the fact is that you can play a part to invest in these children's lives. And we want these children to grow in their gifts and talents because God has given them to them. And he has called them to be who they are, and we want to explore that with them. We have an opportunity to be part of that. And it won't be for everybody. There's DBS checks and applications to go through. But for me, it's a no-brainer. I want to be involved in what is going on in the children's lives. I want to see their lives changed, them stepping out in their faith, them meeting with the Holy Spirit, and them going out to their schools and their families and sharing all the exciting things that they've heard about. And I would really love to encourage you to pray about this, that if this is something that God is calling you to be part of, we would absolutely love to have you. So thank you. On a seat near you is a booklet. Um, This one explains the various things, the main teams that we're recruiting for, inviting you to sign up for, and also this postcard um, to see where I am here, to complete, if you would like to, if you'd like to. Now, generally, as I say, people are serving once a month. Some people will do more, especially some of the leaders and key people in Trent Kids and Trent Youth. But um, we, on, this, on the card, if you just have a look at it, where is it there? It says one, two, three. Now, the reason for that is like, what's my first choice? I'd be willing to serve in, yeah, Trent Kids or refreshments or something else. Um, the reason is more than one is if everybody said, great, I want to do current kids. We, we wouldn't be able to serve refreshments at one of the services. So we need your first and second, and preferably third choice. We try and get everybody's first choice basically done, but we need to be able to obviously work out how the teams work at both services. To help you make the choice, at the end of the service today, in a moment, there'll be tables. They've all just been set up with these lovely posters around the room. And there will be people from each of the areas available for you to talk to, ask questions. They'll be very happy to chat to you about what each area involves and give you more details on what serving on a team would look like. And to ensure we give this opportunity to the whole church, uh, some of whom, many of whom won't have been here today or last week, uh, we'll send it out by email as well. And it's also digitally available on the website, trentvineyard.org forward slash three. If you're ready to fill one of these in today, there'll be post boxes Uh, by the exits. Um, And if you're already serving on a Sunday morning, we need you to fill one in. Why? Because your 10.30 serving slot is evaporating. It's gone. We need to find whether you're going to be serving on the 9.15 or the 11.15. And uh, assuming you're happy to continue, be really helpful to, to know. Now, some of you are doing more than one area a month. Maybe you're doing kids and refreshments or something like that through the month. Just still write it down and just say, happy to continue doing these things. So we just need to know which service people will be serving at and what areas they're going to be serving in. So if, you don't, if you're not serving and you're thinking, I, I probably would like to do that, but I'm not ready today to fill it in, do talk to some people at these tables. But can I encourage you, take it home, pray about it, think about it, uh, whether you might be able to commit to one of these areas of ministry, like once a month, and then bring that card back with you next week. 
If you're under 18, incidentally, and you're interested in serving, could you talk, please, to someone with a Trent Youth T-shirt? Because for GDPR reasons, there are restrictions on how we process your information. Once you've returned the postcard, then we'll be collating them. Someone from an area of ministry will contact you and have a conversation, talk through the details. So there will be further opportunities to ask more questions at that point if you'd like to. We're going to have a team of people processing these cards, of which we hope for hundreds. So it may be as much as a few weeks before they specifically get back to you. But um, we will make sure that that happens. Although the third service isn't starting for four and a bit months, not till October, in some teams, actually, we have a need now. So if you're available to start, you think, actually, I'd like to do that, but I could start before October, uh, just scribble that on your card as well, and um, someone can, will call you and discuss that with you. So this is a really positive season in our journey. This development is going to create space for so many more people to experience what, you know, God is doing among us. And as people who are not yet engaged in serving get stuck in, we're going to become even more healthy as a people.